Welcome back on to the Hubgrass. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Ardenberry. This is a bit of a pardon our pixie dust memo or message. Um, we had some issues with our original recording about the first 10 minutes. Um, was corrupted and we downloaded it from our recording software. So we're just giving you a quick intro on to um, what you'll expect to see on this video and thanking you once again for joining us on the Hubgrass as always. Uh, this week we'll be talking about the future of FastPass as well as a walkthrough tour of a virtual tour of one of our favorite lands, Adventureland. So we hope you enjoy this episode and as always, we'll see you in the Hubgrass. Um, yes. but yeah, and then before, uh, so yeah, I think we're agreed pretty much on, uh, uh, on the, the yeah. on the Pixar musical front. Um, but switching over to something very real, very controversial, very soon, uh, very, very coming very soon, probably the, the fast pass controversy. Yeah. Yes. I know I know <laughs> um, you have a lot to say about this. Uh so I'm just going to let you fire away. Yeah, um uh if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've I've kind of referenced this and talked about this um as something that I felt like that was coming. Um and how do I feel about this? Well, again, I've kind of been mentally preparing myself that this is going to happen. Um, that there be some sort of paid fast pass, uh, because it's 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 an industry standard at this point across multiple theme parks. Uh, we see it at Disneyland with the Max Pass and at Universal Parks, both in Orlando and in Hollywood, of their Premier Pass. So uh, again, I've I've seen this coming, and I'm not that surprised. Um, what I am surprised about is the pricing, um, the pricing model that they've chosen to do with or um, with this. So, for those of you who haven't seen this yet, uh, basically Disneyland Paris has announced they're doing a Disney Premier Access Pass for their parks and or for the yeah for the parks that they have uh, Disneyland Paris and. Then, uh, Disney Studios Park, and the pricing they've revealed for, and the pricing model, and how this is going to work is that, uh, depending on the time of year, it's going to be eight dollars for a fast pass or a premier access, or fifteen or eight euros or fifteen euros, uh, depending on the season. Peak season, it'd be fifteen euros uh, per person per ride. Uh, so that means that you will be in this premier access queue, similar to a fast pass queue, um, where basically you'll have to pay for. Uh, the ability to skip the line. Um, this is contrary to the previous Pat fast pass system where you would get three free if you're a resort guest and you can book that uh, I think 90 days out. Um, at least that's how it was before. Or 60 days out. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and you got those free with your resort stay and then you can book any additional ones after you'd use those uh, three free uh, fast passes, and that was kind of an industry standard, at least at the Disney parks, for a long time. Um, well, prior to that was you had to basically get there to the parks really early and get paper fast passes. This was the digital, the most recent was the digital version of fast pass, at least in Disney World. Um, 
and so for me, like I said, I had a feeling this was coming. Uh, the pricing to me is um, not the best model that I would have, not the ideal model that I have chosen. Um, let, let, what, what are your thoughts, real quick, as I kind of formulate? The main, I mean, the thing is, I think, and we've discussed. I feel like we've discussed this before. Um, I think a mm-hmm. paid fast pass. I think will assuage some major uh, congestion problems that we presently have in the parks. Uh, however, I think for the optics mm-hmm. right now, I think it's bad. It's very, very bad. Um, and and by that I mean. Chapek is creating a persona of him, for himself of the one who came in and jacked up the prices, made everything super expensive, made it all about money. Um, more so, mm-hmm. more so than Eisner or um, or 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 Iger. Obviously, it's a business. It's that's always mm-hmm. going to be a part of it. But they have, they neither of them. I yeah. feel have done it as blatantly. Um, in their, you know, 20, 15 years of tenure as uh, Chapek has in his one year of tenure. And I, I worry, I, I, you know, looking yeah. at that from an optics standpoint, it does not look good. It does not look good. And I just, like, again, from a business standpoint, I, I just, I don't, I and I was, you know, I was on Twitter last night. I was on a lot of, you know, different facets of the social media. And they're just going hard on, you know, nobody is for this. Everyone looks at it as just like Disney being, you know, just greedy and just cared about the bottom line and blah, blah, blah. That, you know, the usual stuff. And um, mm-hmm. it's just just very blatant right now and it's it's not a good look so i i can't imagine that he is like the the golden child to the board of directors or anything like that um because no. it's rough it is this is uh yeah i it, it adds up so quickly especially the, i didn't know that it was going to be seasonally like fluctuating and i and i yeah. And another aspect I worry about is uh, if there's one thing that's worse than normal inflation, it's Disney inflation. So $8, like you might not think as much right now, but that's going to probably shoot up real fast. <laughs> um, so that, 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 that is a fair point. I, I, I didn't even thought about yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's concerning. I mean, eight bucks, I guess, isn't too much of a big deal if you want to do one fast pass. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot to consider there. Um, maybe it'll normalize some, like, it'll even out the lines, uh, down the road, but, um, you know, and we'll see that sort of evolve over time and we'll kind of get more real lines and who knows but uh it's just yeah i just don't see this like coming off looking so good um for for that yeah um yeah and just to get into like the dollars and cents of it um 
So I was I was trying to run the numbers, and uh, I think kind of the devil's in the details here with uh, the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, so if so, if you're looking at so basically, like I said, I'm, I'm comparing this to the Express Pass at um, Universal because uh-huh. this is um, the most akin, or at least the uh, near, nearest competitor. Because it looks like potentially Max Pass will be going away, or at least won't be coming back, and this might be the company-wide standard, at least in the uh, Paris and domestic parks. Um, and so Universal has, I've talked about this before, Express Pass, which is like the standard Express Pass, which is uh, $70 a day per person. And that gives you access, or gives you access to the Express Express Pass line to any attraction all day, but only for, you can only ride that ride once. So you could ride uh, Confrontation or... Uh, uh, Kong Skull Island. Well, wait. Once wait a minute. In the Express. Okay. Line. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. I was just making sure I understood yeah, that right. Express I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, so you, so you can ride every ride in the Express Pass queue once with the standard um, Express Pass, whereas they have their premium Express Pass, which you could basically, if you love the new Velocicoaster, and as long as the Express Pass line is open. You can basically get the Express Pass line and just basically keep jumping in that line. Okay. Uh, you can ride that. You can ride all rides unlimited. Uh, there's no uh, like there's no like one Express Pass use limitation on that, and that's ninety dollars a day um, per person. Oh, what was the first one again? Uh, How much was day. the first one? Seventy. And the other one is ninety. So twenty. So 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 twenty dollars more. You can ride any ride unlimited, um, or if you if you're big. Yeah, I mean, from so that's the, uh, the incre- incredible Hulk coaster fan. You can keep riding that. If you're a big Green Gods fan, you can keep riding that unlimited with the unlimited pass. And yeah, and you got to consider with that one with the seventy dot like the base base level one. You're probably only getting it for like a handful of rides, really. Like, yeah, you can get on every line. Yeah. Premier, like fast, you know, you can fast track. Correct. But you're you're only really going to care about a handful of them. Like I'm not really going to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you're not going to just zip through the line of just because on like some some of these rides that you're not really that interested in. You know. No. Ex- exactly. Exactly, exactly. And so if you're looking at it from, like, say you're like with, like, a family of five mm-hmm. and you're using this new Premier Access Pass, um, per day, if you if it's on, a, if it's on like, a low day or, a, a, like, a low time, mm-hmm. um, to, to get a Fast Pass for all of your family, for those family five, uh, for one time is $40 mm. for one ride for that one day. And then if you get to the... The more expensive time, which is that 15, 15 euro, I'm saying dollars, but it's in all in euros. Uh, and we're assuming that the pricing is going to be similar. Euros per ride. And we're assuming that the, the pricing is going to be well, similar. That there's going to be some. Well, well, well yeah. Well, the, 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 the announced prices right now have been $8 on the slow season and 15 at peak time. Um. So for a family of five, that's seventy-five euros for one ride on a very expen- or a very busy day, like a holiday weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so I, I, I looked at that, I looked at that, look at that, um, um, numbering system, pricing system, and looked at the compared to Express Pass. And so, let's say, do we have it's eight dollars for for low time? Um, if you were to um, compare that to the Express Pass, you'd be looking at um, basically it would be basically if you're if you're like looking at it and say I'm going to pay seventy dollars per person per day to use the new Premier Pass, and so you look at you'd be looking at eight eight and a quarter eight and three quarters rides, so almost nine rides. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at spending, if you want like want to buy the Express Pass at Universal. And you compare it to the eight dollars per ride, you'd be getting around nine rides. Um, with compared to this new pricing system, or at peak time, you'll be getting four rides. When you look at the fifteen euro per ride uh, metric, mm-hmm. um, compared to the unlimited pass at Universal, at uh, yeah, slow times you'd be looking at around eleven rides, and then peak time is six rides. So if, if if you think about it that way, it's like how many times are you going to jump in the express pass line um, or need to, basically. Mm-hmm. 11 rides is a lot um, to, to, to express pass. And, same as, and also nine um, are a lot. Uh, where it gets dicey for me is when they bump it up to 15. That's where the value really drops or the – like the opportunity cost really drops because you're looking at four and six rides per day, which again, maybe is normal, which is actually more than you were getting before with three guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. But again, those are obviously you're paying for it now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I, I just, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super happy about it, but, um, and it, it essentially doubles the price of your trip. Yeah, it really it does. At least doubles the price of your park day. <laughs> oh goody! But see, but see, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Like at every turn, this is sort of the situation mm-hmm. that we keep running into with the the new, newer. I know we're a year into it now, but the new CEO. Like this is yeah. just his mo, yeah, and, 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 and yeah, starting to like really, and yeah, I, we knew this was happening. It's it, like I guess it's you know it's whatever, and frankly, you know, I hope that it actually leads to some positive reactions with the wait times in the park. But still, again, I just I just trace it back to the optics and how it long term is going to make you know the company look. Yeah. So. Yeah. It. And so, and, and for me, it's like looking at, so I've been like watching face, uh, not FaceTime, I'm watching uh, wait times like a hawk recently, just kind of get an idea of what we're, what we're walking into here. And it, the wait times haven't been horrendous. And this is now at the point where like we're getting closer to normal capacity. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen any ride over 65 minutes. And that's, and that's in 65 minutes, it's been like Splash Mountain and, and, um, and uh, Flight of Passage. Because right now those are like the two uh, Flight Passage always has a long long line. And Splash Mountain, people are flocking there because they're not sure when their last ride's going to be. But, and and that was even like with with Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Like, 
I was looking at the, the wait times and they weren't that bad. And I've recalled looking at those wait times during holiday weekends to kind of see where they're at. Like it's almost comical to see how hot they get. And I haven't seen that. And the parks have, from what I know, have been pretty, pretty busy. Oh yeah. Full. Oh yeah. So that, so that's just telling me that fast pass is a detriment to the standby queue, which has always been kind of the, at least been the, the recent theory is that yeah. that's a real detriment to the standby queue. Um, and for me, like if, if fast pass doesn't come back and it's normal form, maybe that's a good thing for standby. Like exactly. If I'd rather be in a standby queue for an hour versus 180 minutes that it can jump up to during normal operations or at least pre COVID operations. So maybe this is not a bad thing. And I, and, I, and it really, it, like, it's like one of the things where like, if you want to pay extra money, you can. And if you, if that's how you prioritize your day, that you want to just not wait in lines, that is your prerogative. And it's potentially not going to hurt the, the normal day guest because as long as like, because it, it, I doubt we'll get the same amount of fast pass volume that we had before with this. New oh thing. yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Yeah, and, and, and you basically, and I think it only affect those big e-ticket attractions. Like, I, I, I don't think some people, many people use it for Smuggler's Run, but some people would. Um, I'm sure Flight of Passage will get a lot of premier access activity. Mind Train will get a lot of premier access activity. Um, so that's just, um, that's my thought on it right mm. now. Um um, and I guess that's my, um, I guess we'll just sort of wait, have to wait and see, uh, in the weeks. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going, yeah, it's going to be a big, well, it'll be big once they announce it in the domestic parks. It's going to be interesting to see how it, how it rolls out in Paris. Yeah. And who knows when it's going to kick in here. They might give it like a, a year trial run or six month trial run or. Or mm-hmm. we're just so yeah, antsy; yeah. they'll and do it like tomorrow. I, Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it doesn't seem like they're uh, too keen on, or at least like chomping at the bit to bring back fast mm-hmm. pass to the domestic parks because it seems like operations are pretty good. At the yeah, moment. absolutely. All right. Well, enough of that. But it, but it, but it, but it is a cash cow for. Oh them. yeah. Yeah. Enough of that. Enough of that unpleasantness, though. We are. Let's take a leisurely <laughs> stroll. Let's take a leisurely stroll through uh, a land, one of, if not my favorite land, um, today. We just figured we'd do something a little bit more relaxed, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and perhaps surface level. And by and by that I mean um, something very. You know, we're not getting too deep into things because um, we're, we're going to be talking about some attractions, but these are definitely attractions that I feel uh, in the month and weeks to come um, deserve their own episode to go, you know, very, very, you know, a real give a real deep dive. Um, but we are going to be taking a stroll through Adventureland. Now, is this your favorite land? 
I would say, mm-hmm. for the most part, it is. Um, I think it's the most complete land, in my opinion, insofar as it has pretty much everything you'd want in the in a land. It has uh, really high quality attractions, pretty good shopping, um, some iconic snacks, um, and even a decent walkthrough attraction. It has um, dark rides. Mm. It has walkthroughs. I think the only thing it's really missing is a kind of a thrill ride or a faster paced attraction. Yeah. Which I don't say is like a requirement to have a, day, a great land, but um, I say it's it's one of the most well rounded lands um, and one of the most well themed and immersive lands in, in in the park itself. Yeah, um, I would say that uh, I think I think uh, I think both the, this land in in uh florida and and in california both benefit from their uh Mm -hmm. the um where where they where they are geographically um uh just because yeah yeah, you know you have those tropical plants that are able to the tropical wildlife that's able to flourish Mm -hmm. there um and yeah i i think it it might be my favorite land um just because I, I love the the style of it. I love how much just, I, I don't know, how much is jammed in there. And I didn't really realize it until I was making this list uh, of different spots uh, last night. And it's mm-hmm. just, wow, they really jam-pack a lot in there. Um, they waste a lot of the space, but they fit it all in. <laughs> um it, and I, it's interesting because it's it's so. I feel like each Adventureland is so different from the next. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like this personally. I know I'm going to get the Californian fans on on me, but I I, I think that this Adventureland is a step up from uh, Disneyland's Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, again, just looking at castle parks, I, I think that Paris is, is a, a huge, I, I think, I think Paris might be the best personally. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I say that with obviously the benefit of having, you know, been able to explore some of it myself, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it, every, every adventure land is just, so, uh, it's just so dense <laughs> and, um, very true. And yeah, I just, uh, what we wanted to do is just kind of, again, take a quick stroll through it, uh, at a, at a fair pace. Just talk about some of the, the local haunts, some of the, uh, attractions, some of the things, you know, some memories, anecdotes, what, whatever, really. Um, and we wanted to start right at the sign for Adventureland, uh, and just passing on through. I know right at the gate, like right, right over the bridge leading into, uh, Adventureland is, uh, the door for, uh, our, again, this, you know, for our Club 33 in our Magic Kingdom. That's pretty cool. I, I saw one person walking in there one time. 
like actually, you know, putting the code in and walking through the door. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, whoa, somebody important. Sneak in. I was like, who was it? I didn't see their face, but <laughs> jeez. Um, but uh, but yeah, I. I know that went in recent, just only a couple of years ago, but that's. Uh, I think it's really cool that they have different Club 33s at uh, the different mm-hmm. parks. Um, I, I know yeah, absolutely nothing about it. Maybe we'll have an episode where we kind of delve into the mysteries of Club 33, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, speaking of Club 33, it's funny because actually one of my – um, colleagues, panelists um, on the WWNT Pressing Issues podcast. I'm not going to out her, but um, she's a Club 33 member. Oh, wow. And she's given me some insights a little bit on um, the process mm-hmm. of becoming a member is actually more um, strenuous, not necessarily strenuous, but it's very like evasive and um, much harder process than you might think. It's not just like it, you have the money to become a member. It's more like you have to go through the interview process and they have to like vet you and all that before you get accepted into the, the club. Um, it's not simply like a financial like obligation kind of club. It's like, what is your relationship with Disney? Like, are you fit to be in the club? Cause it is a club. Um, so like, are you Disney enough to be, um, to be a part of the club and things like that. So I thought that was very interesting because I assumed it was like, as long as you have like the $50,000 or whatever it is to mm-hmm. get in the club, you can be a part of the, the, the show. But, um, she, she fortunately was a, a former CM, um, and actually was Mary Poppins for a little while, um, while she was a CM, which is really cool. Um, so she is, she's very Disney, uh, very, um, part of the parks. So, yeah. Uh, she had no problem getting in, but she still had to go through that process, like going, like going down to the offices there in Orlando, and like interviewing and all that, which was was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I think if I ever, I don't know, I I, I would like, I, I, you know, sort of in that daydream sense. I uh, if I ever got to like, I don't know, act in a, uh, or like do something like for a Disney film. Like I would say, hey, look, I'll take a like a pay cut uh-huh. if I could get a, a a membership or something like that. Like, listen, like if we could work something out here, <laughs> like because because I can yeah. imagine, I can imagine like yeah, a lot yeah, of people, and, 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 like like people who do Disney, like Robert Downey Jr. I would not be surprised if he had a membership to Club Thirty Three or at least like. The, the Disneyland one, or you know, something like that. Oh, because I know a lot of people who do Disney projects. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's probably like it's probably with the contract. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Tom Hanks. I, I feel like I heard Tom Hanks is a member. Like, is he is a member or something like that? Or oh stuff yeah. Like that. If not an honorary member, because it's like just like show yeah. up. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going moving forward down the down the road to uh something we all can enjoy uh something that is uh of the people by the people for the people (laughs) uh the sunshine tree terrace um famous for uh being one of two well you know one of two locations in adventureland 
where you can get a dole whip. Um, and honestly, I feel like this one's gotten a lot more popular in recent years. But the only place to get citrus swirl. Ah, yes, yes. That is the difference. That is the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they just added this mm-hmm. cute little painting to the side of the wall there uh, this past spring where, you know, it's got little orange yes. bird flying there. I actually have a picture of that on my personal uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, again, it's just a stand where you can get your your Dole Whip and Citrus Swirl. And, uh, see, I got it that time. And, um, yeah, do you do you frequent this stand often? Do you go down to Aloha Isle more? Yeah, so I, I typically stop at uh, Sunshine G- uh, Sunshine sorry, Sunshine Tree Terrace more often than I do Aloha mm-hmm. Isle. Like, my wife and I, our preferred, like, icy snack is the citrus okay. swirl uh, compared to Dole Whip. Um, that might be a hot take, but we like it a little bit better. Um, just, like, it's just so refreshing and uh, so nostalgic, especially, like, if you've ever had dreamsicles growing up. It's very much like that, but on steroids, in my opinion. Um, and they've always got really great options like some some of the themed um dole whips are there um i know that the red's revenge was there when they were serving that um but i I obviously i I try while i'm there i have a try to have a dole whip and a citrus swirl on my trips but if i were to choose one it'd be citrus swirl personally okay all right nice um yeah yeah no i feel i feel like last time i was down there in march it uh, the line there was like especially long, and then it was very short at Aloha Isle. I'm, I'm personally, I'm personally more of pineapple Dole Whip. Um, that's mm-hmm. just it's just a matter of preference. Um, I don't think I yeah. don't think it's gonna put you into a different class in in the dystopian future we're gonna be in soon. Um, sure. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, I know some people are kind of ride or die with the type of uh, Dole Whip they, they get. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, next we moving down for, uh, a little further, there's a little uh, bit of a newer addition to Adventureland, uh, Skipper Canteen. Have you been there yet? So this on this trip is my first time actually in Skipper Canteen. Oh, wonderful. Um, I'm very excited. Um when we go in the past, we either haven't really eaten a reservation or it just hasn't worked out um, for us to go. But this is our first time going. We're going for lunch on our second Magic Kingdom day. And I'm very excited, as, especially as, as, a, as a fan of sea and uh, with a love for Jungle Cruise. I'm beyond excited to be able to explore that restaurant, but also to um, sample the, the eats Eat. that they have um, in that restaurant. Yeah. Um, now... Uh, you're going with your whole family or correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be 12 of us. Okay. Um, yeah, there's just make sure you, you excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. Uh, just take yes. a couple minutes and explore. <laughs> um, uh-huh. uh, it is a fantastic place. I got to go there on my honeymoon. Uh, oh, beautiful. and, it was 
probably one of the best it is probably one of the best meals I've had in my life and I don't mean that for the food the food was good the food was good um but I uh it was the craziest thing so yeah it was on my honeymoon and um I uh just so happened to bump into or we we were in line for Pirates of the Caribbean and mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I look and I see my one, uh, or I thought I saw my friend, um, his name's Pat Minetti, and his wife, uh, his wife Jen, and I'm, I'm standing, and I just stopped dead in the, in the queue, and I'm like, Minetti? And my wife is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Minetti, Minetti! And she, <laughs> she's like, stop, what, what are you doing? Stop yelling for them. Um, and you, you know, thought I was making a scene or something. And all of a sudden he turns around and goes, hi. So, and they are probably the nicest people I know. So we, um, we hung out for a little while the rest of that day, but then we, um, we came back and we all had dinner at Skipper Canteen and we just, oh, uh, nice. it was just such a fantastic and wonderful time. Um, we sat there and talked for so long that the cast member or the the waitress um, gave us fast passes so we would leave. So <laughs> wow, <laughs> there were fast passes for Pro wherever tip. we wanted. So at, now don't be don't be us. But it, it was so much fun because then we just went right over to. Um, uh, we went right over to Space Mountain and we all rode that together and it nice. um it was just it was just the coolest thing and then we went and saw and I know this is getting more into like the fun story but they were there on their anniversary trip um and and oh, then cool. you know we were there on our honeymoon so we were all wearing those happily ever after buttons so oh, nice. hold on hold on so we go to, ironically, go watch afterwards, uh, happily, happily ever after, because that's like right when it had come out, and you know, it, it was the uh-huh. first, it was gonna be like our first time seeing it, and so I'm walking with Pat, and we're kind of trying to work our way through the crowd, and um, my wife Brennan and his wife Jenna, um, she they're like trailing behind us and this cast member sees them walking through the crowd close together and they're both wearing the happily ever after. Uh, and so he says, Oh, congratulations you two. And the friend's like, no, no, that's my husband up there. <laughs> the funniest thing. But yeah. Um, we sat and we hung out in the, um, uh, in the skipper canteen for, for at least, to probably three upwards of three hours, uh, just sitting at our table no talking and wow. stuff. Um, there's this in the in the like the lobby area. There's a uh, this door that leads to this outside porch, and my wife and I sat mm-hmm. out there for a while because because um, <laughs> the Minettis were actually coming from uh, uh, Hollywood Studios, so they were running a little bit behind. Um, but we just got to hung ha- or hang out on that. Um, porch and oh my gosh uh-huh. it was just so pleasant watching the crowds walk by 
you know, and that's cool. Just take it's it's it's. I, I, the older I get, the more I see the benefit of being able to just stop on a trip mm-hmm. and breathe and just enjoy, just yeah. look around for a minute. And it's uh, it's a wonderful place to do that. So you're you're in for a treat. Um, it's I mean, it's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. I'm very excited. I I, I mean I I hope I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And what and what's what do we come up next? Uh, come up to next after Skipper Canteen, as we yeah, roll so, through. Yeah, as yeah, as you leave the Skipper Canteen, you're gonna find yourself looking at a very large tree. Oh, um, boy. Where we find this Swiss family tree house, um, which for me, it's it's one of those attractions where like I'll walk up there if I have time. Um, but it's I, I, you might you might have a different thought on it, but it's kind of the it's not a weak point for me in the in in the land, but it's not like a high point. Yeah. Um, on my trip, and I would say I've only got there maybe once or twice. Um, it's not like an every trip a trip uh, stop for me by any means. Yeah. No. Um, it's it's a complete waste of space. Uh, I know why it's still there. It's it's very yeah. very 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 low maintenance, low. Uh, it, it, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's just. Um, I, I despise it. It's uh, no, I, I like it's just so useless, and it yeah. can be used for so much more, you know. And uh, they just don't don't do anything because again, it's low uh, low commitment low energy usage, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so I, you know, I can see why, but I, I know, um, it does take up, it does carry a large footprint. So I, I would hope that someday, uh, they'd be willing to clear that out and put something of interest, uh, of yeah. value <laughs> into that. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would love that to be dripped out and changed into the queue for uh, Fire Mountain. Well, which I think I might be wrong, but I think that was the idea before. So yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so um, yeah, and Fire Mountain would have been an incredible addition to uh, um, Adventureland. And well, and of course you would have loved it because it was it was Atlantis exactly. themed. Um, yeah, yeah. But I still think even if they made it just sea based, um, oh, Society sure. of Explorers and Adventurers, uh, like the, it could still be great because I, I, there's no way that they would make an Atlantis based attraction now. If they wouldn't, no. if they didn't even back then, they definitely wouldn't now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I would still love to see that kind of attraction get added into mm-hmm. the land. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, then of course we start coming towards, uh, I guess, sort of the center of the land, which is that big courtyard uh, where you've got Zanzibar Trading Company, Agrabah Bazaar, um, which I I feel like they're so close in proximity, they're pretty much the same shop. Basically, I just kind of mm-hmm. mash them together in my mind, yeah. um, <laughs> and. Yeah, you get a lot of fun stuff. I know Agrabah Bazaar is closed right now, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it's just a bunch of fun 
souvenir shops. I, I, I appreciate them. I like them. But uh, it's yeah. not like my number one, uh, no. uh, you know, store that I go to in the park. It's not even the number one place I go. F- like, I, no, it's not my number one shop in Adventureland even. So we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah. And then, of course, across from that is Aloha Isle. Which, you know, is sort of, yes. it's when you get a little bit more into that Polynesian vibe. It's a lot less, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or again, you got that Arabian vibe with the, the. Um, it's interesting in like the architecture, I think is what I'm trying to say. It's like you oh, kind of start sure. with uh-huh. almost like a Caribbean vibe with within regards to like, got a lot of like the wood uh, you know, the multi-layered buildings and you got some of those bright colors and then you go to the more like stone, uh, Middle Eastern kind of architecture when you get to, you know, that center point and then it, you got, you know, you have a bit more of that tribal tiki vibe for obvious oh, yeah. reasons. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, do, do you ever go to Aloha Isle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely hop over there. Um, I love The one thing I love about Aloha Isle, and I wish that uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace would also do, is they have, like, really nice themed, like, bowls for yes. um, the Dole Whip, um, which I think is really – it brings with that, that, that tiki vibe. Um it's kind of a kinder tiki bar when they when they offer that, uh, or you can choose to buy that souvenir cup. Uh, I think I wish that like I said I wish that uh, Sunshine Tree Terrace did something similar. Um, but yeah, I, I love Aloha Isle at the end of the day, um, and I really like the uh, pineapple upside down cake with a dole up on top. That that is a if you're looking for a big sugar rush, that is a great option. Um, <laughs> it is very delicious. Um, but yeah, I, I love Aloha Isle and, um, sometimes I'll, I'll grab a Dole Whip and then hop over to the Tiki Room. I know we'll talk about Tiki Room a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of a quintessential Adventureland experience is the Dole Whip and then Tiki Room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, of course we want to continue on our journey through Adventureland, but we do need to take a quick pit stop really quick. Um, I know for the past couple episodes we have been a little... Uh, lacking on the artist and vendor spotlight. Uh, so I did want to take a quick, uh, quick uh, brief interlude just to um, uh, mention uh, one. Our, our vendor spotlight for uh, this week is uh, very special, very, very different. Uh, if you are at all on the Diz Twitter scene um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're uh, familiar with a lot of the popular Disney Twitter accounts, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, this creator, the uh, the Delete Disney, which you may know by the uh, fun logo that they use, which is uh, a goofy golf ball uh, that was famously used in um, a Disney parade several years ago. Um, uh, a lot of a lot, I see a lot of people referencing this this account all the time. They're very funny. They do a lot of jokes and memes and things. Um, I I follow them uh, very closely. But uh, we did want to give a shout out to them. 
Um, if you aren't aware, they do a lot of uh, awesome t-shirts um, on TeePublic. So um, if you are interested in some fun uh, Disney wares that are a little meta, a little uh, a little goofy, um, and sort of out, out of the norm, a little more tongue-in-cheek, uh, I would definitely check them out. Um, you can find them at tpublic.com slash stores slash the dash delete dash catalog. Um, we are, uh, we're going to be posting a link, um, to their page so that you can go check them out. Uh, also, if you go check them out on Twitter, uh, I'm pretty sure in their description, they have a link over to their shop as well. Um, probably... I know we typically go for like a lot of more uh, artsy in-universe kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely different. It's not um, this. These are probably this is probably one of the funniest uh, shops, I guess you'd say, uh, that you could for find. Sure. <laughs> that you could find. Um, uh, so I would definitely check them out, um, even just for a chuckle, um, and go follow them on Twitter if if you're on there. Um, and uh, just want some fun Disney content. Uh, they are a great page to go check out. And they also do these fun packs every once in a while. I am trying to get my hands on one of them because they just, they go like hotcakes. Uh, and um, they're just incredibly fun little uh, packs. <laughs> but just have a bunch of fun jokes in there and like little stickers and even like a coloring book thing. They have one, um, uh, I saw where it's like a joke about Buzzy and it's like a sticker and you got to find Buzzy and it, it's, oh, it's very true. funny. It's very funny. So definitely go check <laughs> it out. Um, but yeah, also, uh, while we did have your attention, um, as you may know, this is episode nine. This is episode nine, correct? Correct. All right, here we are, episode nine. This means that in our next episode, we will be selecting a winner of our giveaway. Um, so Matt's going to Florida, you know, tomorrow to go get that uh, those extra surprises uh, for yes, our yes. for our box giveaway box for the Magic Kingdom box. Um, so if you haven't entered, go to the original post on our Instagram page and check that out. Um, so, you know, um, I know we are, we're still having, as of our, the last time I checked, we're still having some difficulties with, um, the last portion of that, which was posting a, a review on, uh, mm -hmm. on iTunes. Um, uh, we politely request that you still try it, just give it a try. Uh, and then I think that's going to be a, a last second decision we're going to make on whether or not we're going to include that just to see what the results of that are. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, like Mason said, keep trying to leave reviews. Um, and I think where we might uh, land on it, this might just be an extra entry. Yeah. If you are able to accomplish that. Um, but it won't be a barrier to entry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've had a great turnout with that. We've had a lot of people enter, uh, so definitely don't want you, uh, listener, to be left out if you haven't entered yet. Yeah. Uh, and if you have, thank you for giving us that time and attention. Uh, but again, we will be drawing that next episode. Next episode is going to be a lot of fun. We will be having a guest on here, uh, so we're looking forward to that. 
But anyway, uh, yes, yes. why don't we hop back on into Adventureland? Because at this point, once we get to Aloha Isle, we reach uh, a lot of attractions. We were sort of at the heart very much. of uh, of the um, of the land. Uh, to quote, mm. to quote, I think um, Treasure Planet. We are at the centroid of the mechanism, uh, and which is a weird line to reference. That's weird, weird, Mason. <laughs> uh, we got Dumbo. I mean, the magic carpets of Aladdin. Yeah, I hate this ride. I hate that it's there. No, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. It's 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 an eyesore. It's in the middle of the land. Um, it's just kind of in the way. It's I I get why it's I I, I get, but I also get why it's there because they wanted to find a way to slip in a, a Aladdin attraction in that land, but it's not necessary. An Aladdin attraction, I feel, is necessary, but not that Aladdin attraction. No, I agree. I agree. I don't. I agree. It makes me so mad because it is such a fantastic film, and you can do so mm-hmm. much with it. It's a cop out. Oh sure. yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's very disappointing. Um, but I, I will say the fun thing is those camels. Those camels have quite a history. Yeah, uh, I would say the camels are a great addition to the land, um, and and I wish it was like those camels were used like at the entrance to an actual ride versus just these spinners. Yeah. So for those listeners who aren't aren't uh, aren't remembering or aren't fully familiar with Adventureland, uh, at the sign for the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, um, there are two camels uh, situated on either side. Either side, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, there's two of them, and their heads swivel and pivot around. And every once in a while, uh, one of the camels will spit water or squirt water onto an unsuspecting or suspecting guest. Um, and these camels actually have a very long history that goes beyond the the uh, origins of that or beyond that ride. Uh, they were actually in the original parade for Aladdin when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, if you watch the, uh, I'm pretty sure if you watch the episode, the Disney trip episode of um, Full House, you can actually see them. Uh, you can spot them in the parade uh, as it's going by, because I know Michelle gets pulled up and becomes like princess for the day or whatever. And, um, yeah. But you can actually see them there, which is long before the ride opened. Um, so it's cool that they were able to reuse them, for, you know, for an actual attraction. I think that's cool, personally. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I think it's interesting that there's so many, like, water-misting uh, elements to Adventureland. Because we have – obviously, we have um, – the camels, but also the leaky tiki's over by yes. um, Jungle Cruise, which is um, where we kind of end up next. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, and I love the tiki's. The leaky tiki's are iconic to oh, me. Same here. I I, oh, I yes. feel like I have pins of them. They did like a cast member pin line of those several years oh, really? ago. Yeah, yeah, and you can collect cool. them all. Um, I I. Never did, but I, I never got around to it. But 
Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then you're absolutely right. We do end up at Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, uh, which is 100% getting its own episode soon. Um, this, yes. <laughs> this, this whole, the whole reason for this episode is sort of preemptively getting set up for some episodes later this month. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be a very sea-centric, Jungle Cruise-centric month uh, with the new film coming out and, mm -hmm. uh, and just so much going on. Um, you know, we, we have a Epcot-related episode next, next, uh, next week. But uh, mm -hmm. but from then from there for a little time we're going to be doing some more adventurous stuff and we kind of wanted to set you know start that hype with this episode yeah um, yeah because yeah, I feel like um, Adventureland is so invokes summer in my mind um, because we have Jungle Cruise and that's just like well just like the whole land itself is so tropical so warm and inviting. Um, it just makes you think of summer mm -hmm. and even like the snacks that there are in the land, um, like the Dole Whip and, uh, citrus swirl are such like summery, um, refreshing items. Um, and yeah, I, I think Jungle Cruise is, uh, and I can't, I don't want to talk too much about, too much about the track, like attractions that, like you said, that we, we will get their own, um, episodes. I don't know if we'll do a whole Tiki Rim episode, wow. but um, for sure Pirates and Jungle Cruise. Um, but both those rides um, are so iconic and yeah. um, are kind of part of the integral DNA to Magic Kingdom itself, yeah. not just Adventureland. Um, when you associate or when you think about a, a rides in uh, Magic Kingdom, you think about those two rides, um, hence why um, they kind of shoehorned pirates into <laughs> Disney, Disney World because yeah. it originally wasn't planned for Disney World, but they're like guests were like, "Where is pirates? We want pirates!" And so that's what was kind of shoehorned in, and why it's yeah. really for me why it's so. Sh I'm I the reason why I'm not I, I love pirates, but I wish it was longer. I think that's why um, it's seen as one of the the lower versions of of Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. because it's runtime and things well, it's missing. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think we're going to save a little bit here for Jungle Cruise. It is, it is, uh, it's incredibly important attraction. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, a bit of, you know, it's Walt Disney's love of nature. Um, mm -hmm. it's some of the classic Imagineering, some, some of those old jokes. Uh, and, um, you know, and originally, you know, again, it, he wanted, Walt wanted it to be live animals and, you know, yeah. to be relate, <laughs> connected to the true life adventure films sure. that he was doing. So it was going to be true life adventure land, um, mm -hmm. which, which is fun because, well, which is interesting because it was like, oh, wow, it's a land based on an IP almost, you know, we almost had a land based on an IP yeah. right out the gate. Um, but we didn't, you know, they knew better. Hmm, I wonder what that says. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it is classic. I, I think once a lot of the, the new modifications get finalized, I think we're going to take a nice deep dive on, on, t uh, on Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah. But moving up from Jungle Cruise also really quick. I apologize. 
really quick, while we are on Jungle Cruise, one of the worst cues in the park. Hot take. Uh, it, it, you're not entirely wrong. Um, and not from a theming standpoint. Not from a theming standpoint. The- it's just, it's just like okay. dead air. It just you feel so like claustrophobic in the line, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is because it is a relatively open space, but it just feels like the air just is just dead yeah, in there, it, and you sweat. yeah, it, 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 yeah. And I think it's it's kind of invoking as so I I've told this before. So our, on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. My wife and I went to St. Lucia, which is in the Caribbean, and um, it, it it makes me think about like some of some of the the things we saw in the Caribbean of like very simple shacks and um, it's like it's very makeshift. It, it like I said, like you said, the the theming is is on point. I think it's oh yeah, that's fine. Themed. I don't have an issue. It's, it's very it's very well themed, uh, but yeah, it it. it it is. It's not the most comfortable queue to be in, yeah. um, because there's no AC. You're out in out in, in the elements, so everything that's happening outside you're experiencing um, <laughs> in the queue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I it's definitely not my favorite queue. It's, it's really a small queue as well because if it gets busy, you can end up being out in the main thoroughfare of oh yeah of inventory oh, yeah. as well. It was when we were down there. It was. Quite long, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But that's that's just something really quick I wanted to mention about the ride. Um, that's a good point. And we will stare off at the waters and watch the boats toddle off into into waters unknown. Um, yeah. Uh, while as we do so, we'll turn around and take a look at the tiki 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 room, um, <laughs> and fantastic. Fantastic show. I prefer this to... I love them both, but I prefer this to Country Bear Jamboree. Um, oh, as do I. For sure. It's just so relaxing. Um, and... Which is weird for... sit Like, in reality, you know, you're just sitting in a room with a bunch of squawking birds. It shouldn't be relaxing, but it is. Um, and... No, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's beautiful. It's It's... It's very simple animatronics. The music is as as iconic, if not more iconic, than the actual animatronics. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's it's an earworm that you enjoy, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's it's quintessential Disney, yeah. um, because it was like the it was really like one of the proto um, animatronics. It was one of the first animatronics yeah. they worked on. At least, at least in the Disneyland version. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I will uh, always, you know, want to, you know, do that. I didn't um, when I was <laughs> the day I got engaged to my wife was insane, and uh, because the original place where I was supposed to propose to her. Was mm-hmm. I didn't realize was going to be blocked off to remove um, the Christmas decorations, and it was early January, so I should have thought about that. But sure. um, I wanted to do it by the wishing well, 
over, you know, on the on that side. Oh, block yeah. yeah. And that was a no-go. And it wouldn't have oh, been a no. problem if I didn't have other friends that were at the park, just so happened to be at the park, who were going to film it sure. for me. So I had to be adjusting plans with them, you know, without taking too much time from their vacation. Yeah. While also not trying to get too stressed and make it show on my face for, for my my yeah. wife. <laughs> um, so there was a, a time where she's like, do you, and I, and I was so worried about time that day. Uh, like she was like, do you want to uh-huh. do this? I'm like, uh, no, no. Cause I'm worried it's going to take too long. And so, <laughs> so she, we I got to, yeah. we got to the point where we were at Tiki room or go outside of Tiki room. And I was worried about it, like overlapping the wrong time and stuff. And she's like, do you uh-huh. want to do this? And I'm like, no. And <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> and by this point she's had it and rightfully so. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going on to take your room and you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll come, I'll come. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, all right, do you want to get a Dole Whip first? And I realized like the doors are opening now. So it's like, we either go now or we're not going or like, it's going to throw everything off. So I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want a Dole Whip. I, don't, I, I wanted a Dole Whip so bad, but so we just like rushed in and yeah, oh, she had had it with me by that point. And she just, That's obviously it all made sense, you know, afterwards, but uh, yeah, after I did that, not yeah. handle it well. I did not handle it well. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a classic. Um, and uh, I, I didn't have a chance to get it. Was it even open? I wasn't even, I, I'm not even sure it was open when I was down there last. Um, but uh, but yeah, I try not to, to miss it on any trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But right around the corner from the Tiki Room is something kind of weird, kind of a little outdated, maybe, but to some, maybe not outdated at all to others. Uh, Jack Sparrow's Pirate Tutorial. Now, have you ever seen this tutorial show in action? I don't believe so because I saw this on our list and I was like, I don't know what this is. Because I originally thought it was, and maybe we could kind of combine the two. Um, is the pirate? I, I I knew about the pirate adventure. I thought that's what I thought it was originally when you when you put that down on the list. Yeah, no, it's not that. Um, it's like its but, own show I, thing, you know. Yeah, it's his his, his like little stage show, right? Because mm-hmm. I've only ever seen him just like up there like taking photos, mm-hmm. um, and like interacting with guests. Yeah. But I have never seen the actual tutorial. I think I caught it one time, maybe, on my senior trip. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was like 2012. But, yeah, I don't I, I don't know if he fully still does the show or they just use it as a meet and greet space. Uh, I, I think it's what it is now. I wish, if they, I wish they would integrate Red, like, as, like the character, mm. into it. Because I know they use her in Disneyland. Um, yeah, I wish that she would be made more like they would normalize bringing her into the and, yeah, and, th- and that might that might be the case, especially with this new potential pirates reboot where it's talked about that she might be the the main. I want that so bad. <laughs> I do. Um, it's I I I get it. Um, and I, and so she might replace Jack. Um. In the kind of meet and greet, I don't know. It depends on how they're going to keep handling 
Jack Sparrow going forward. Um, I hope he's in the parks and still is involved, but um, who knows with with the times if they're going to keep um, him involved. Um, Jack Sparrow is my favorite pirate, uh, and I, I love that he's in the attraction itself, um, and I hope that he's still available um, in that. And I hope maybe if they do bring Red in, that they kind of do it together or um, they rotate times um, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see Red out there too. My thing is, my, and I and I mean this mostly just with the films. Um, mm -hmm. I I'm, I don't want another Jack Sparrow film. I do not want another Jack Sparrow film. No, I I I'd agree with that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, and I think this is something that that was forgotten over time, was the the the, the film and the attraction itself is called Pirates of the Caribbean and not Pirate of the mm -hmm. Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, so, and it just got too focused on just him. And there's, you could do so much more. You could do, you could even do like an anthology series with, you know, a bunch of different yeah. characters. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I've never caught the show. Um, I, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, it's for kids. So, uh, it's yeah. not really and for so, me. So, yeah. So have you ever, have you ever done the, the pirate adventure then? Uh, that I did some of, um, that was uh oh, wow my, my my whole thing just moved um <laughs> uh yes i've done some of that that's fun it's it's fun um uh, again i think i can i i think that was on uh to, on my senior trip in 2012 um okay. the uh the one of my friends that i was with was very much about that and playing sorcerers of the magic kingdom oh sure um I, the cards were cool. The cards were cool. And I went through, like, the thing at the fire station to get them for him. Uh, but I just, like, why are you playing Pokemon in Disney? I have no... <laughs> like, I'm not... I don't... Why, why are we doing this? Um, but sure. the effects were cool for the Pirates Adventure thing. They, they uh -huh. integrated it really well. And all the stuff is still there. So I'm pretty sure they still do it. It's just they're not just... They're mm. not doing it right now with COVID. Yeah. Um... Uh, it's a free fast pass. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Complete it. And that and the the paintbrush game on Tom Sawyer Island. If they still did that, uh, which I don't oh, think yeah. they do. I did that. I played yeah. that, and I found it. Like I like I swiped it out, like just out of someone else, someone else's hand. I didn't yank it out of their hand. Like it was they were reaching for it, and I was reaching for it at the same time. <laughs> and uh yeah that was fun i, th I think i still have the, cool. the like the like the paper certificate or whatever that they oh, gave nice. i have that somewhere um nice but uh but yeah i mean the the it's fun you get to see some really cool things and explore Adventureland a bit um at least that the caribbean corner um and then yeah uh other than that, I know the Tortuga Tavern's down there, but that's rarely open. Um, yeah, and yeah, I've I've never really seen it open. The only time I've been in Tortuga Tavern was um, when I was there for a the Villains After Hours event, oh. and they had uh, I think the Hades Nachos in there. <laughs> I went and got those. Yeah, um, but Tortuga Tavern, it's. I basically walk out of Pirates and 
go do something yeah. else. I never like pop over there. Well, um, I'll, I'll 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 stop in the gift shop, but I I hardly ever. Well, the the uh, thing spend of it, much time in that area outside of the gift shop and the ride. Yeah, yeah. The thing of it for me was, um, I, I, and this was like me as a kid being like maybe thinking about it either too much or being stupid. Uh, was, um, I, the, uh, I thought it was just another name for, uh, Picos Bills. Cause I know it shares the same building. So I thought it was just the oh, theme side true. of Picos Bills. Like it's the same place. <laughs> it's the same it food. Yeah. It's just going to be, um, uh, you know, that side is like theme differently but you're still going up to the same counter i because i've never even been in there so and i know it wasn't always tortuga yeah. tavern it was named something else originally For as long as i've known it yeah yeah so i've just been aware of it but they you know tried to make it align with the films so i think they did that like in 2011 yeah. mm-hmm. 2013 or something um yeah and then you have my favorite location my favorite shop in Adventureland, maybe my favorite shop in the park aside from memento mori mm. is plaza de sol carib bazaar which i guess is plaza of the caribbean sun yeah <laughs> bazaar uh yeah <laughs> i love it too i love it too de- 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 definitely the best shop in all of the land yeah yeah um um, you just always get some fun, like it, it, the merch is cool. The vibe is cool. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what is, um, what it, what it is about it, but I just love hanging out there. I look forward mm-hmm. to it, getting off the ride. Like I'm like, Ooh, yay. We get to go there. <laughs> Cause the, the ride that look, that area of the park is such a maze to me. Cause I don't understand like where everything links up and I'm like, like as a kid, I didn't understand, you know, the geography of it. Sure. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause it's basically the, the, the ride shop for both pirates and jungle cruise. So, um, as, as a fan of both those attractions, it's, it's like the Mecca for getting, or just looking at different, uh, pieces of merch. If you want to get some pirate garb, um, you can hop in there if you want to look at some Jungle Cruise uh, related merchandise. And for a while, they had Coco merchandise in there too. Which I yes, was interesting. yes, they did. Um, well, because I guess because you still have you have some of that you know that Gulf influence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think it's you know it's changed a good bit over the years. There was like the movification of it for a bit, you know where they. Mm-hmm. Inter, you know, involved a lot of that, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, I remember I got a pirate hat there. Um, nice. like when, my first trip down, maybe it was, I'm pretty sure it was my first trip down and like it had cap, like it had Captain Hook, a Captain Hook sticker on it. And oh, sure. My, my name was embroidered on it. And, uh, yeah. that was my first Disney hat. I didn't get the mouse ears. I got the, I got uh, the pirate okay. hat. Oh, and, nice. uh, I loved it. Um, yeah, I, a funny story actually. So, um, my son, my son loves pirates and not Pirates of the Caribbean. He hasn't seen it yet, but he loves pirates in general. Mm-hmm. And we went to, this is, we were recording the show shortly after 4th of July. 
And we went to a, um, a pretty big fireworks uh, show, but beforehand was a, um, a symphony event here in Indianapolis. Oh. And part of the event, they had um, Revolutionary War reenactors walk around during books. Like they had, they did like a whole medley of um, John Williams the Patriot, things like that. Ah, so oh, like, wonderful! Uh, people, yeah. Beautiful. It was like a two-hour-long symphony um, show um, showcase of all these old patriotic um, songs. And like I said, they had uh, Revolutionary War reenactors walk around Mm -hmm. and some Civil War ones as well. And uh, (laughs) there was one that walked by um, our 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 area because we like had our picnic stuff laid out with some um, towel or some blankets, Mm -hmm. and our kids were sitting there watching and. my son goes, oh, a pirate. <laughs> he had the the the, the tricorn hat and his his uh, saber on his. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I get like it. That. And so he's like, it's a pirate. He was so excited. <laughs> I was like, son, it's actually a, a soldier. He's like, no, it's a pirate. <laughs> and um, we, we've we've already prepped him that he's going to get his um, own um, like one of the, like the foam swords in that gift shop so uh, we're already looking forward to stopping by um, that shop after we get off pirates or oh something. fantastic um, because he because like because I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of pirates in general i've always been a big fan of um not only the franchise but just like the pirate life in general it's always been kind of fun and as a kid um and so i'm glad that that movie came out when it did it kind of captured my imagination uh, but it's fun that my son is also um enjoys that uh, aesthetic yeah as you would say so um, looking forward to that, uh, getting him his own little sword, and maybe we might get him a little hat too while we're down there. But yeah, um, yeah, but I, I I love that shop for sure. Yeah, well, you know, you know the old saying: if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. If it wears a hat like a pirate and carries a sword like a pirate, it's a pirate. I, I get it. I get yeah, it. it reminds yeah. me of this is completely unrelated, but it reminds me of um, th- there was this church in the town. Uh, I grew up in, and every year they had this n- huge nativity event for Christmas. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Or at least I thought it was beautiful. It was, it was amazing. Um, yeah. And it uh, <clears throat> it told the whole gospel story. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it <laughs> they built, like, the town, like, they had this, town of Bethlehem that they built in this field behind the church, like towers and like little shops and everything. It was crazy. They had like centurions. Point is the first scene starts inside the, the church and it's the, uh, the garden of Eden scene. And it's supposed to represent the fall of man. And there's this character, there's this guy who walks in, in this serpent costume to you know to represent satan and uh-huh. has this long trailing tail behind him you know cuz he's supposed to be the serpent and uh uh-huh. comes walking in and there's this little girl sitting behind us in the in the theater where it's happening and the girl goes oh, it's a mermaid <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the funniest things i'd ever seen and just i just you recounting the story you know the He's a pirate. It just made me yeah. think. <laughs> oh, but any but anyway, jumping back to Adventureland, that that um, 
just about covers everything. It looks like we're on our way to Frontierland after after that point because you yeah. know we're the the marimba and the uh, you know the drums begin to fade and the guitar starts to pick up and you know and we start to we find ourselves staring at a big thundering mountain. Yes. So. Well, Splash Mountain, really. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But uh, with that in mind, I, I do think it, it is time to get going. We, but, uh, folks, we have we really have sure enjoyed this time with you. Uh, if you want more Hubgrass in your life, you can find us separately at Unofficial Disney CEO on TikTok for me. Uh, and then at Matt Arterberry and Matt and Mary Kate on YouTube for Matt. Um or if you just want to find us, um, you can find us on our Instagram at all the pod, uh, at the Hubgrass Pod. I'm gonna get this one day, uh, where we do post new content regularly on our story and in our feed. Uh, if you do like what we do and want to help us make our show better, please consider joining our Patreon. We just uh, kind of retrofitted it. And again, we're still learning a lot uh, with it. Um, so check it out um, and you know, give us a hand if, if, you, if you want. But until next time, remember, there's a great, big, beautiful podcast just a stream away. We'll see you on the Hubgrass, folks.